Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Here we are again. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening. I don't know. And good night. And good night. <laughs> maybe, maybe we put you to sleep. I don't know. You know? No, I'm thinking like three in the morning and oh, you're like gotcha. listening to it. Sure. You guys, I have been having that lately. People, I am up in the middle of the night and people say this happens when you like, oh, wait till after 40 and then you won't sleep. And I'm like, yeah, right. I've never had issues sleeping. So I think I either need to cut back on caffeine. Although yesterday I did not have caffeine really late in the day so i don't know what it is mm. i just lay there awake mm. like you Happens fall asleep and then yes i fall asleep and because i'm like oh, i'm so tired and i fall asleep fine and then like last night i got up and i'm like oh it must be about like 5 a.m that's how rested i felt mm-hmm. and i look i'm like it's midnight okay i must have been i'm so efficient Did you take some melatonin or something just boom <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 well, I did. I did think about that. I'm like, if I didn't have to, yeah, I'm like, well, I could take like a NyQuil or a melatonin now, but then who knows how long anyway. Right. So, and would you be here recording? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because we are recording at 815 in the morning. I did get some coffee in me this morning, so I'm okay. And I did eventually fall back asleep at like 330, I think. But okay, it so is rough. Let me give you some wise advice from someone who doesn't sleep really well at all. Ever. Okay. Uh, my counselor told me that one, so ministry nights, I have nights like that. I'll yeah. fall asleep, but then I'll wake up and then I'm like wired for hours. An adrenaline dump is what she calls that. Okay. So you're, if you don't, if you're like really tired at night and then you go to bed, but you have a lot of adrenaline. Some people are like, I'm wired. I can't go to sleep. Yeah. I'm a, my adrenaline dumps like in the middle of the night. Okay. So the suggestion is to like work out before bed, which I like have feelings about. Well, here's what I did before bed last night. We watched the second Lord of the Rings, (laughs) (laughs) which is really intense. Uh, Long. Three hours. So, so were you like over? Well, no, because he was fun to sleep. Yeah, I fell right asleep. Hmm. But I did when I woke up, I was thinking about it a little bit. And I might pull some of it into our discussion today because I want to be as cool as clay and do movie references. But I am, you know, admittedly like 16 years late to the Lord of the Rings party. But now we have a really cool space to watch movies now. So we're like, got to catch up on the classics. Absolutely. Our children are watching it with Mm -hmm. us, which I'm like, is this too scary? But they seemed to sleep fine last night. So (laughs) here I am. A lot of... uh um, like gospel pieces mm-hmm. in the yes. Lord of the Rings, right? That's yeah. what I've been. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen them, so yeah. Well, you can borrow them. We have them now. I fell asleep. I no. I don't know. It's not my jam. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine if it's not your jam. I wish they just had like cut out like all of the battle scene. Like they could all be just like five minutes long instead of <laughs> minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes, like half hour scenes of just battle. And I'm like, I want just like a condensed version. Right. Like, give me all the talking pieces where they're talking. Yeah, yeah. Let me know who wins. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and everyone ends just like cliffhanger. Like, uh, no, we, we really do have to watch the next yeah. one because so we have one more to do. Anyways, watch it tonight. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll awake you feel. Yeah, see, <laughs> test test my theory. Is mm-hmm. is this what's making me sleep terribly? But Anyways, what do, what do you have? What do you have for us today, Clay? Well, we're still sitting in relationships. We're, we're mirroring what's upstairs. And so we're actually going to, I think, draw on the passage that concludes the series. So if you're listening to it, you'll actually be ahead of the game a little bit. Oh, yes. So no, the series are on relationship, flourishing in relationships. Uh, the first three weeks were about our relationship 
uh, with God, Father, Son, and Spirit, the circle of uh, the circle of love. Yeah, yeah. I almost called the dance of love. Well, it, well, that, it has been called both. Yeah. Yes. Your dad just said, sorry, yeah. Kevin Corver just said last yeah. week that we were calling it the circle of love. So it appeals to more people because right. he thought maybe dance of love. Men wouldn't like that, but then oh, you really also... went after the feedback. Yeah, we tried to like get everybody it. dancing. So <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I had I got videos sent to me of families dancing in their kitchens. Oh, I heard of people wow. people line danced out of the building. Okay. Everyone was dancing. Like a conga so. line. We should start doing conga lines. Wait, that happened here? Yeah. I said so we, we line danced out after church. Wow. Uh so, someone gave us a sign that says this kitchen is made for dancing. Like, I love that. I think people are I think we all like to dance more than we think. Oh, I just, love yeah. to dance. For not so self-conscious, and we just let her rip. Yeah, you right. know, And it's just fun. Yeah. Do you think sure. David cared? No. He didn't care. He did what he wanted to do. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So um, so we started with that, and then we got into our relationships, and so we were working through uh, marriage and singleness and sexuality, and this is kind of the, the final Sunday is on maturity and unity. And it's Ephesians 4 and 5, which is a lot of text. Yeah. So we decided not to look at all of that, right, Becky? Yeah. It, well, um, and it's also good. It's very like good. Each verse you yes. could go this through. This would be and, the longest yeah. podcast. It we would talk be through very all the pieces. long. Yeah. Right. So but if you want to get ahead, you could go and read four and five, and yep. you could be really, really ready for that really final ready. Sunday. Yes. Um, nice. Before we move into Lent. But uh, so the verse we're going to pull on today, and then we can talk about what's before a little bit, um, is submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thought I have uh, as we're going into this, I written a book we talked about before we started filming or taping, not recording, filming, recording, recording. Yes, you don't <laughs> tape things anymore. You used to do that, right? That shows yeah. our age a little bit. <laughs> uh, was that uh, we, we? So in relationship, we have this desire for people in our lives for a relationship. We want them to aspire to have like, there's a certain way we want them to live life. Um, uh, but this book I was reading at the end concluded with they were walking through lots of difficult topics uh, around sexuality. And he kind of said, but we just don't give very good examples as people. So, you know, if I'm a young person, I'm watching my parents, would I want to live like my parents? If I'm a young person, I'm watching my uncle and aunt who's single, would I want to live the way they live? Um, their language matters, how they talk to each other, how mm-hmm. they describe singleness. Uh, how, you know. So it really struck me, like, do we, if we're wanting our church family, especially our young people, um, to live in this relationship with the Father and Son and Spirit and each other to really flourish, are we giving them good examples? It's kind of what I've been kind of wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really like we talked, we started last week with like one click. So small tweaks, small things we can do that would you know, change our language. Now, what are small things we could do this week that would, um, if someone's watching us, think like, oh, like I hope I have best friends like that. Mm-hmm. I hope those are how I treat my people. Um, I hope that I have people over for dinner and just mm-hmm. it's fun and life-giving. Uh, and so I've been really thinking about that a lot. And uh, so I'll be, and you jump in whenever, whenever you want. Um, but the passage submits one another out of reverence for Christ. I feel like the, there's several words in there that people just probably have a hard time with. Yeah. The submitting and reverence. Um, I mean, so... Uh, I did some looking into submission, what that word means, yeah, and you know, it's yielding. Um, it can't mean you're putting yourself under the authority of someone else. Um, uh, another so translation says, it says courteously reverent hmm. to one another. Courteously reverent. That's the message. I like it. Yeah. Oh, Eugene Peterson. He's Eugene, got he worded it well. I 
that makes me just think of it differently because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, submit has been not, you know, it kind of makes people bristle a little bit. Right. It hasn't Um, always been used well. It hasn't been used well. Exactly. And there's situations where, um, uh, I think this is, could be used to make people remain in places in relationships that are really harmful and toxic and dangerous and abusive. And so it can be used that way. And people will then remain in a place that is not a good place. Yes. And so to submit and yield there to give someone authority Mm -hmm. is not a healthy thing. Well, and when you're, when each person in a relationship is submitting to each other, that's, that's the dance, right? That's the, the circle, the, um, yeah, that's what an ideal relationship would be that we are submitting to one another and looking out for one another. Right. Yeah. In a way as such that we don't, I don't know if this is a white right way to word this, but in a way that we don't always have to be looking out for ourselves because we fully trust the person we're in relationship with mm-hmm. to be looking out for us too. Right. So yeah, then that can let down some walls and open right. up vulnerability. Right. Right. So yeah, I, I was looking back through cause I was, you know, cause he, Paul, he's working his way to there and the things that, that would keep you from submission or help you to do that. So when you are, Living in unity, he talks about how there's one spirit, there's one hope, you know, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Um, and we live with that worldview, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is we get built up and then we grow up. And so there's this beautiful, we become the people that we're intended to be when we're living that way. But the problem, it seems like, he talks about it a lot, I think several times, is... Uh, the way we speak seems to be really important yeah. back to last week. Mm-hmm. So, un, you know, unwholesome talk or um, only say what's helpful for building others up, um, you know, getting rid of our, bank, our bitterness or our rage or anger, which usually gets expressed with our language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been thinking about, yeah, like I, you know, I'm married now. I was single for a long time. How do, how do I speak about, how do I talk about when I was single? How had I, did I, and how I talk about my wife now, mm-hmm. I'm sort of thinking about how I spoke about those things. Was I always, like we all went to that conference recently that Dr. Preston Sprinkle, and he talked about the way we talk about things is mm-hmm. really important. It can yeah. leave people feeling like we're missing something if we're not at a place. But even when you get to that place, we just chat with someone recently and they had finally gotten married and, but there's still, there's still something missing and there's mm-hmm. just a new thing. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, just how we talk is, is significant. And I know, Chris, you're very, we talked about this last week, you're yeah. very intentional yeah. with our young people and how we talk about things to help mm-hmm. give them proper lenses and frames. And yeah. so um, do you have anything you're thinking run through your mind right now? A story came to mind of something that happened, I mean, probably within, I would say, two or three years of living in Pella. Um, and so... I am single. I was in a conversation with uh, somebody who had just recently got engaged and somebody that had was married. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fascinating because the three of us shared about how uh, we always tend to ask people like the next stage question. So mm-hmm. um, for myself, oh, are you dating anybody? And then for this couple that just got engaged, when's the wedding? And then this couple that was married, when are you having having kids? kids. (laughs) And so even that, it matters because you're, and and I 
never am I like that is an ill-intended question right but I but I think it does go back to what you're saying Clay about how it matters because in that you're saying like oh what you have right now is not good enough right there's something better yet then when we get to the next stage there's still something better and you know it's I had uh when I was in college, there was a chapel speaker at Northwestern that talked about the greener pasture and how you're always standing in your pasture, looking into the Mm -hmm. next pasture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how do you tend and care for the pasture you're in right now? Um, and so I think language plays a huge role in that Mm -hmm. and how we talk about, yeah, a lot of things Mm -hmm. in life and are we, I don't even want to use the word content because of all the weird connotations that come with that word too. But like, how are you tending to your own pasture? How are you taking care of where you are right right now? And also growing Mm -hmm. in, in how to be a better human, (laughs) how to be, you know, like, yes, how to, if you are married, how to be a better spouse, how to be a better parent. But I think I've just been really struck lately with scripture and how, you know, we're just really called to abide in God's love and how that then will help us in all of those avenues. Like I, I can often feel the pressure of like, as a believer, you need to do these things. Like Mm -hmm. Chrissy, you need to love people. And, and yes, I love loving people, (laughs) (laughs) but does that come because I'm supposed to, or because I'm so like deeply connected to the vine, to Jesus, that that love so naturally pours out of me because I'm so like entrenched in his love. And I think that's how we build healthy relationships, whether it's, you know, if it's, uh, friendships or Mm -hmm. dating or marriage or parent to child, you know, like that's how we build relationships is out of that genuine love Mm -hmm. that comes from Mm -hmm. Jesus and like what a good example to sit with as the Trinity and learn about that relationship and how beautiful that is. Obviously we're broken here, but we can still learn from them and know how Mm -hmm. to have healthy relationships on earth. Usually it's just, I was meeting with a couple, I'm going to marry them in the summer and uh, always ask them for a, for a word they want to represent. And they they ended up with the word, but they had thought about the word content, Mm. but Mm -hmm. they said, but I, but I still don't know if that's a good word. So I was like, maybe we need to like reclaim what yeah. it means to be content. Because like, like we have things we want to do. Mm-hmm. We just really like being together. Right. I was like, yeah, like you are content. So I was yeah. like, maybe we need to work on that somehow. Like you know, enjoying your pat, enjoying where you are, enjoying right. the good gifts. It doesn't mean you're complacent. That's right. Different. Right. You know, no, right. You can enjoy right right where you are this day and yep. the people you have. And um, the biggest thing I think we have down with the word content is that it can feel like a word we use so that we can get to the next stage. Yes. True. You specifically, mm. you know, with singleness, yeah. like Once yeah. you're when content. you're content, <laughs> yeah. that's when that person as soon will as you come arrive along. at this place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, again, that it's something that you yourself have to achieve mm-hmm. instead of if you are abiding, that's right. another natural thing that overflows mm-hmm. is that you're like, right. I'm so content with yeah. my, you know, who I am in Jesus right. and right. my yeah. life stage in Jesus. And yeah, well, I think of the creation story, like God's making things, doing things. He goes, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's just good. It's good. Mm-hmm. So how do we do more of that? And so I think I really, yeah, how we talk to people who are watching mm-hmm. the way I portray 
where I am will mm-hmm. impact how they think, well, I have to get the next thing. I have to get the next thing. Right. We just miss out on so many things, so many good gifts and mm-hmm. uh, just abiding. Yeah. Just being right. connected to less striving, a little more abiding. I right. Think it's in the song somewhere. Yep. So. And I think too, to break down, like it's not bad to long for something. Yeah. It's not bad to long Have for desires. a yeah. deeper. Yeah. yeah. Th- sure. Those aren't, that's right. not bad. No. And so, but what do you do with that longing? Am right. I going to complain and be salty about everything? Or mm-hmm. am I going to be like, yeah, I long for this thing, but until, you know, like not even until if that happens. Yes. Right. That again, the language piece the of language. like, does not mean like yeah. God doesn't out there being like, hmm. You said the right thing. Now I'll give it to you. You know, so if I'm continuing to abide, then either that longing will change and grow into what God longs for or, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not bad to have those longings. No, no, not at all. That doesn't mean you're discontent. Right. Right. Exactly. The longings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think in the conference, he said, we seem to think that God has promised certain things to us as we move along our faith. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't see that anywhere he doesn't promise yeah. those things but those are good gifts if they right. come but also like where you are is a good gift yep. and you enjoy these things so yeah yep. um, well and i've really been struck by i think something that i would love to see us grow in is how to truly love like the body of christ mm-hmm. because i think that is a a relationship that Oh, like needs work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest about it. Like I feel yeah. like just like all of our relationships do, but I've just been really struck lately with Acts 2 and reading about the first believers and how I was reading in the Passion Translation and they talk about how they were mutually linked to each other. Hmm. And I, I found that so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we're again, truly abiding in God's love and then also showing that love as the body of Christ, then yeah, you. I think you hit those different longings in different ways when you're in the body. So, like, if I long, like, maybe I'm someone who I love nurturing. That maybe that's that's why I have so many plants. Um, <laughs> and you nurture but them then I, well. You know, then yeah. I I have really close friends that know that about me, and so like I'm invited into their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I got a text the other day to go to a dance recital and I don't think that the the parent probably knew how much it meant to me, but it yeah. it meant a lot for the like, Hey, my kid's having a dance recital. Yeah. This is the day if you want to come. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, I, yeah. I will be there. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. You know? So like when we are a healthy body too, I think we love each other even better. Yeah. More like Jesus did. Hmm. Um, here's my, you know, because I'm a big Lord of the Rings buff, L-O-T-R, we like to call it. <laughs> Those of us who are really, <laughs> really into it. <laughs> this is just a joke. Uh, but what struck me in the movie last night, almost like all of my kids, I and I would have to double check with Tim, but most people in my family were like, that was really long and kind of not as exciting. They used boring. It wasn't as exciting to them as the first one. But I loved it because there was a piece in there where, so Frodo's the little hobbit. He is trying to get rid of this ring because it's evil. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of power to do evil or people who use it for evil. Anyway, so he's trying to get it to somewhere to dump it off. I, I don't really know yet. We're not to that point, mm-hmm. but there's a little weird. Uh, and I think even people who haven't seen Lord of the Rings know this little golem creature, mm-hmm. kind of human really weird mm-hmm. like we keep calling him like dobby from yeah. oh. uh, harry potter yeah, like it's uh-huh. a similar just like what 
are you? Yeah. So in this movie, Frodo doesn't call him Gollum. He keeps calling him Smeagol, which would have been when he was a hobbit. He was mm-hmm. a hu- hobbits aren't human, but he was um, one of them. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so Frodo's friend Sam is with him, too. And he's like, he's basically like disgusted with how kind Frodo is mm-hmm. being to yeah. Gollum. And. Frodo's like, he's the only one that can get us to where we need to go because he knows where mm-hmm. it is. Right. And Sam doesn't want to trust him, rightfully so. And anyways, when Frodo calls him Smeagol and treats him kindly when he courteous is courteously reverent mm-hmm. to him, um, the, the, the voice in his head that's telling Gollum to do bad things goes away. And you see it in his eyes like when it's the evil side of him his pupils are really small and then when he's like the you know the devil and angel when he's more the angel side he uh his pupils get big and so he's yeah but anyways Mm. it was fascinating just because like when frodo made eye contact with him when he called out who he is like Mm -hmm. i know you're from the same place i am you are you know Mm -hmm. your name's smeagol and he would keep calling him smeagol anyways it was so beautiful and um so i think i loved sam watching him treat him more of a human also then sam still doesn't trust him and we'll see what happens in the third movie but um how many times have i in my own life judged someone and then when i see someone i look up to or respect treat maybe this person better than i maybe would have it just opens my eyes like Thank you for the reminder, Lord, that they are, (laughs) they are your child who Mm -hmm. you love very well. And that, how though that seeing them with eyes of like who Mm -hmm. they truly are just Mm -hmm. helps you submit to them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, anyways, there's my Lord of the Rings tie into this topic. And this is all I'll do. We are now a Lord of the Rings. Everybody's been um, watching it. And because I am also a movie buff. (laughs) Yes. I will tell you about, okay. When you were talking, what? Are you going to talk about what we talked about? The I'm, sorry. Moana. Oh, oh I thought no. Encanto because okay, well, I rewatched too, but... that one too recently, and oh, oh man, Moana at the very end. Sorry, you know, spoilers. We should just be like, oops, yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't we'll, seen, we'll put that in the notes. <laughs> yeah, if you so. haven't <laughs> seen the Lord series. of the Rings or Moana, we can't oops. help you with them. These are They're not new, movies. and you're already too far invested in this podcast. <laughs> um, her when she is with Tafiti and she's giving the heart back, and she, I have. I crossed the horizon to find you. I know your name. They've stolen the heart from inside you, mm. but this does not define you. That is not who you are. You know who you are. Mm. And I like have sat with friends and we've cried and we've <laughs> talked about how like that is the gospel. Like that yeah. is Jesus being like, this isn't who you are. Yeah. And so I like we've talked about it's the mm. significance of our words. How do we support each other? How do we encourage each other? How do we call out who we, who each other mm-hmm. is? Right. And I think, a huge part of that is you have to know people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't. I can't call out the good in a. I mean, like maybe some things in a stranger, right. but it has to be some. Like I can call these things out in Becky because I have a relationship mm-hmm. with right. Becky and I know taking the time to know her and who right. God made her to be. Right. Yeah. Same with Clay. You yeah. know, like we have to know people. Right. To, yeah. Right. To call these things out. Right. Yeah. So as far as creating relationships, people hope for, if that is what you're doing, if you're again, taking time to really know your the people that you love, really mm-hmm. know them, and people get to watch you call out the good things mm-hmm. in them and watch you 
submit to them and yield mm-hmm. to them because you want them to be to become those things that you see. Oh man, mm-hmm. people who are watching are going to want to be like that. Yep. Yeah, and what an attractive way to live or to invite people into that. Mm-hmm. What a dance, right? What, what a, a dance. dance. So, no, oh. yeah, that was you, really fun. That was good. You got a thought, Chrissy? Wait, yeah, I have a thought. Yes. I like okay, it. So I'm. I love one of my favorite books that I've read so many times. It's called Scary Close. Uh, it's by Donald Miller, and mm-hmm. it's about stripping away our masks to be mm-hmm. like truly intimate with people, like mm-hmm. have good close relationship. And of course, Donald Miller and Bob Goff are friends, so that, like, <laughs> it's something he just like throws out in yeah. the book. But he talks about how Bob will call him and be like, "You are good at relationships." Hmm. And I think I just want to say that to the listeners of like, you are good at relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is how, how we're created. Right. So have grace yep. mm-hmm. as you do it too, as mm-hmm. you try and know people. And as mm-hmm. you're thinking right now, like, oh man, I suck at relationships. It's not true. You're yeah. good at relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And like ask questions. I uh, love to learn about people and their stories and their life stage. And I, for example, I'm obviously in Christina in different life stages, mm-hmm. life area, but they're both beautiful. But I, yeah, I just love to ask people in different life stages, like, well, how can I pray for you in this? Ne- mm-hmm. What, what are your desires? So I can join you in praying for mm-hmm. that. But also, yeah, how can I support you in the life stage you're at and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So just asking your people the questions yeah. of yeah. how, yes, mm-hmm. how can I support you best? How yeah. can I submit to you best? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just they're just good conversations to have. Yeah, and also uh, to flip it. So I think someone said recently, clarity is kindness. Yes. So mm, uh, Kelly, I, Kelly, I was saying that a lot because I'm not always very. I'm not good at clarity sometimes. Mm. So you know, as you're asking questions, when someone asks you a question, Clayton, mm. answer with clarity. Yep. Share also what you hope for, mm-hmm. what you're wanting, what you're longing for, so they and the other person knows how to do what you want to do for them, then they yep. can do yep. back for you. Yep. Yep. And then we'll have these relationships that people will be like, Oh, let me do that. Can yeah. we do that? Yeah. So good stuff, everybody. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to bless the listeners today? I will, but I'm going to read a prayer from Ephesians three. I love Perfect. That. Seems like a good thing to do, right? Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. Let's pray. This comes from Ephesians three. And I pray that he, being God, would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods from your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith that the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love would become the very source and the root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how endearing and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to an overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that raises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ, and all will, and all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. Thank you.